Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. I hope you guys all had an incredible incredible Thanksgiving weekend. I cannot believe that we are basically in December and the holidays are here. I was driving down the street the other day and there was Christmas music coming out of the grove and I swear I almost had a heart attack, but it's okay. We're here. I'm accepting. It has been so lovely to see everybody coming back together again. I'm sending you the biggest hug in the world, whether you were by yourself for Thanksgiving, with your family, with your dogs, whatever it is. I hope that you had a really restful and enjoyable weekend. I'm so excited about today's episode because it's a kind of new series that I'm trying to do. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that a few weeks ago, I expanded on our website. If you go to friendofafriend.us right now, I launched a new tab called Phone a Friend where you guys can go on there and submit any questions you have about career advice, whether it's how do I know I'm ready to start a new job? What's the best way to network while I'm in school? Whatever it is, no questions are off limits and I will be here to answer. I feel like through my journey, whether it was graduating school and going off on my own, right now starting my own show, or even being lucky enough to sit on this show and listen to the incredible guests that have come on and shared their wisdom with us, there are so many bits of advice and anecdotes that I can share. And I figured that with all the DMs that I get of questions about people's own journeys and their own need for advice on what to do, which I'm so grateful that I get those, by the way. I figured that it would be great to put them all in one place so you guys can reference them and we can really start a conversation where I feel like so many people can grow and learn and make decisions knowing that people have their back and they feel really supported. So here for that, I'm super excited to be doing this with you guys. And I think today we have about six questions. We got quite a few submissions. So if your question wasn't answered and you're really struggling, please feel free to slide into my DMs. I'm so happy to help or give my advice in any way. Let's dive in. Okay, so let's dive into it. I'm really excited about these questions. You guys asked really great ones, whether it was, you know, what's the real best way to network? Um, How do you know when it's time to start a new job? Or even some questions about starting a podcast, which I always love getting from you guys because I'm excited to hear that you guys love the podcast world too. So let's dive in. The first question is from Alex and she wants to know, how do you know when it's time to move on from a job, even though you really like it because personally she does? and start to look for something new. Someone else also asked this question. It was kind of similar. Her name was Anika. So Anika, if you're listening, this answer is for both of you. I don't know if it's just me. I'm sure so many of you guys might be hearing this too, but I hear so many people right now around me talking about this great resignation that we're in. 
It really does feel that way. I feel like I have so many friends leaving jobs, thinking about leaving their jobs or maybe going off to work for themselves. There was this really great article, if you guys are curious about this subject. It was on Forbes. It came out last week. But it actually said that we're not in a great resignation. We're not saying like a mass group of people leaving, but we're in the great contemplation. It's a time where every single person that we know is pondering their next move. So love this question. I feel like it's really ringing true to where so many of us are at. And I hope it's helpful if you're listening and thinking about the same thing. Personally, I love to see people start a new chapter, especially professionally. I think it's awesome to see someone take on a new challenge, put themselves in an uncomfortable situation. I really think that that's when you grow the most. But I do think that there are some boxes that need to be checked before you take that leap. A few episodes ago, we had on Nick Greenfield. He's a serial entrepreneur who has worked with some of the best tech startups of our time. He was an early employee at Lyft, and now he is the CEO of his oral healthcare company, Candid. And I actually asked him a similar question because of the fact that he's bounced around. And I feel like that mentality is very true to the startup world. I feel like I know so many people that have like bounced between new startups and are just kind of getting experience from all these different places. I asked him a similar question, and he mentioned this idea of like a quote unquote tour of duty, kind of like a soldier. You know, you get accepted for a job with terms and a task at hand you complete it, and then you move on to the next one. And I really liked that concept when thinking about new jobs because I think it is so pragmatic, logical, a plan versus, you know, maybe leaning into something a bit more emotional, like you don't like your boss or you think you deserve a higher salary. So with this mentality, it's like you go in to complete a task, whether that's building something, building a team or helping launch something new. And once you've mastered that, okay, then it's time to level up. You've done your tour of duty. And maybe this is a really traditional way of thinking, but I just really enjoy that logical term to rationalize what your future plan for a career looks like. So if you're thinking of leaving, I would just ask yourself three things to be able to figure out if it's the right thing for you. One, did you complete the job? Did you complete that tour of duty? Two, have you felt fulfilled by that experience? Like, do you feel like you learned a lot from that? Do you feel like you can do whatever the level up of that is? And three, have you stopped learning and growing? That one is the most important one to me because the moment that you're on autopilot, you're in trouble. It's the moment you stop allowing yourself to grow. A friend of mine often says this to me, and it's always kind of the fire under me, that stagnation is the kiss of death. And I couldn't agree more. The moment that you are on autopilot, that you can predict every move, that you know how to do your job in your sleep, it's the moment that you're not learning anymore and you're not putting yourself in uncomfortable positions to grow. I think that's a really important thing in your job. And if you're feeling like you can do it all in your sleep and you're just kind of getting up every day doing the same thing and you've mastered that, then I would consider, I would consider moving on and taking on the next challenge. We'll be right back after a quick break. It is truly the best time of the year. Black Friday's behind us. It is now Cyber Monday, which I truly think is the best day of the entire year because who doesn't love to sit on their couch and shop all day from the comfort of their own home with the most incredible deals in the world? One of them being you guys can spend the holidays your way and shop Away's site-wide Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale for 20% off your entire order from Wednesday, November 24th through Monday, November 29th. Plus, you can get a mystery gift with your purchase on Cyber Monday only. If you're like me, you are an avid Way user, and now is the perfect time to restock. For the past few months, I've seen the world of a difference since switching up my hair care routine. I'm washing it less and focusing more on bi-weekly washes that give it the refresh it needs without drying it out. 
My two Hero Way products are the Clarifying Detox Shampoo and the Hair Mask for fine to medium hair. I use the Detox Shampoo once a week to neutralize product buildup without stripping away any moisture. And then I'll pair it with the Treatment Mask that repairs damage and leaves my hair thicker, shinier, and way more manageable. I want you guys to get the hair of your dreams this holiday. Get 20% off your whole order of cruelty, sulfate, and paraben-free hair care, body, and fragrance products from The Way during their Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale from Wednesday, November 24th to Monday, November 29th. Just go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Plus, if you order on Cyber Monday, today the 29th, you will receive a special mystery gift in addition to your 20% off discount. No code necessary. That's 20% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Now that it's fall, it's time to turn your style aspirations into your style reality. And VinceCamuto.com is the one-stop shop for all of your fall style needs. Beyond having all of my favorite boots and booties, VinceCamuto.com also has amazing, buttery soft handbags, gorgeous fragrances, and cool apparel and jewelry. Perfect for any occasion and at an affordable price that won't break the bank. I don't know about you, but it feels like it has never been a better time to shop. Do yourself a favor and head over to VinceCamuto.com to check out their latest arrivals. And while you're shopping, you should also sign up to become a VC VIP. The free membership gives you instant access to receive exclusive cashback offers, early notice of sales, and so much more. And just for signing up, you'll receive 50 free VC VIP points to use on your next purchase. An epic fall wardrobe, VC VIP membership, and free points? That's a win-win-win. Head over to VinceCamuto.com to shop now. Terms and conditions apply. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, question two. She wants to be a non. First off, I have to say the spiral that some of these emails sent me down when they closed off that they would like to be a non. Please, I really feel like I'm to moi for a second. It was truly, truly thrilling. But okay, let's dive into the question. Hey, Liv, love the pod. I'm really torn right now as I've just got a great casual job as a casual producer at a major network. I'm from Australia, so I'll be going into summer and then we'll finish my degree in June. I have a feeling they will offer me full time after then, but I really want to travel and do my own thing for a while. Yet I feel if I do, then I'm wasting the fact that I got my foot in the door and everyone says it's an amazing opportunity. Do I stick it out for a little and see what the time could be like or do what my heart says? I even maybe want to freelance a little bit. I'm really thinking about this one because my traditional ambitious self would be like, take the damn job. You got your foot in the door. You did it. You worked too hard to throw that away. But I'm also hearing, I don't feel like you love your job. I don't know if that's harsh to say because hearing you talk about the job and how everyone says it's like an amazing opportunity, I think you should ask yourself what you really think about it. Like, do you think it's amazing as well? Do you truly love what you're doing? Maybe you left that out in here, or maybe not, whatever it is. I'm not here to judge. But I want to make sure that you really love it too. Because if you did, I don't know how much would stand in the way of that. And it sounds like your heart's telling you to travel, which is amazing, and explore the world. And if world and if you're capable of doing that, that sounds incredible. And to me, traveling and, and seeing what's out there is equally, if not more, of a life lesson than any job. So I would never put that down. But I would take some time. I don't know. I, maybe I would journal and take some notes, I think, if that's something that you feel comfortable doing. Sometimes I, if I don't feel like writing, I just turn like my voice notes on and I record myself talk and kind of get my thoughts out on paper or out in the atmosphere. But I think I would 
try to outline what it is that you love and don't love about this job. I'm not sure that it's captured your heart, which is totally fine. But, you know, if you're deciding and you're not dying to stay there and kind of progress, because I feel like I don't know about you guys, but I feel like that beginning part of a job where, you know, it's great. You're you're at a place that you love and you're about to get hired there full time. You're about to graduate school. You're about to kind of go into the workforce. To me, that was a really exciting period of life. Like I was super excited to enter the workforce and get in there and like shake things up. But if it's not ringing with you, then maybe that's why you're not as excited. Disclaimer, as I always say, if you're going to go off on your own, whether you're freelancing or taking a gap year, just be prepared. Make a plan of what you're going to do, how you're going to keep an income. Even before you put in your two weeks, make sure you just have it all organized so you can truly enjoy that time off or truly be organized to freelance in whatever capacity that is. But all in all, it sounds like you have two really exciting options coming your way. So I would relish in that and congratulations on graduating. And I wish you uh, nothing but success on either of the things that you do. Okay. Question three is from someone named Kiara. And she says, Hey, I'm 21 years old. I'm a journalism graduate now studying international marketing for my master's. And I would like to know what your advice is to make the most out of networking. Oof, guys, I love a good networking question. First of all, you have a leg up because I truly think that there's no better time to network than when you're in school. So you already have this like incredible head start. You're in a place with a ton of like-minded people who are all putting themselves out there and trying to figure it out. So what better way to make friends than commiserate together? I personally had a really good experience making friends in college who had similar interests to me and we networked together. And I, I just really think that people underestimate the power of like what you are really surrounded by when you're in school. And even though it was slightly embarrassing at the time because I went to NYU, I joined a bunch of school clubs because it was the quickest way to make friends with people that one, we're all there because you share similar interests with them. So, you know, I did the NYU fashion magazine. I did the writing school. Like I had so many people around me that had similar ambitions to me and we all could relate on that. And I had, I had made so many friends through that. And honestly, the best part about that is today, so many of them are actually also in the industry too. I know I can reach out to them at any time. We have that like familial bond from being in college together. And I, I just think it's really nice to have friends that you come up with and you learn and you grow with together. So definitely if you're in school right now, like get in those clubs, get out there and meet new people that have similar interests to you. I really think that that's how you're going to network and you'll learn how to network together and build from there. I think of networking kind of as like finding a teacher or a friend. It's someone that you keep in touch with. It's someone that, you know, I would send interesting articles to that I would think about. Like if, if I read it, I thought about them, I would send their way or even, you know, make plans to do something you both like. I think networking really needs to go beyond just like the act of it and actually try to make a real relationship. You got to treat it like you're making a new friend. And I think that that's where a lot of people fall short is, you know, they'll go to a cocktail or and get a couple numbers and think that they did the thing. But it's really those follow-ups and it's really that nurturing and fostering of a relationship that I really think you're going to get the most out of networking. Okay, question number four is for someone named Allie. And she said something really nice. First of all, I have to say friend of a friend is my favorite podcast of all time. Same. <laughs> it seriously starts my week off on the best note and has been the biggest inspiration. Oh, thank you. That's really, really sweet. I'd love to hear that. Here is a question for Olivia. What are your tips for landing cool guests, pitching to them, et cetera? Such a nice question because 
I love to think that you think we land cool guests. <laughs> but I'm going to actually broaden this question a little bit to maybe like pitches and asks in general so that anyone who is listening that may be pitching something can learn from it too. And when it comes to pitching, for me, it's all about two things. You've got to be specific and you've got to be persistent. For me, when I look to pitch a dream or a quote-unquote goal guest, I really do everything I can to make sure that that pitch is as specific to the person or their agent as possible. When it comes to agents, it's kind of a tricky game and you kind of have to play detective. At least I do. And it has brought success for me in the past. You know, can I find that agent on Instagram? This is so creepy. (laughs) And maybe see who they follow because maybe they actually follow someone that's been on the show before. Or maybe we have a mutual friend that can make that contact. And I've always tried to find a common denominator. Maybe someone that's been on their past roster or is at, you know, the agency as a whole is on their roster and they've also been on my show. So, you know, whenever I I go out to pitch someone, especially if I'm dealing with an agent, like my pitch is super specific in that sense. Like the other names of people who have been on the show that I'm listing are people that I'm hoping might catch their eye for their specific industry. So if I'm pitching an actress, I'm not going to tell them all these, you know, startup founders that we've had on the show. I'm going to show them other actresses so they can see that they're also at home here too. And that we've kind of built that rapport with a talent like themselves. And by the way, if you guys are listening and I'm like, how do I get an agent's email? I use IMDB Pro. IMDB Pro. Sorry, I was talking a little fast there. It's a little bit pricey. I think you pay about $20 a month. But if you're someone who is in a field similar to mine, it's been an incredibly useful tool for me. I think, you know, you get access to talent's teams and their contacts. And so that's really been the best way that I've gotten in touch with so many of our goal clients. But also, despite maybe someone who would have an agent, I always slide in the DMs. Like, that's just like where I live. Like, some of my favorite guests that I've got on the show have been people who have slid in their DMs and they respond and they're kind and they're human and they're friendly and they have a genuine interest in having a conversation. I really think those are the people where I just have the most genuine, fun conversations. And look, I maybe get one response for every 10 that I send out. I think a lot of people don't see how much of that goes on in the background that I literally probably send over 50 pitches a week. But, you know, again, as I said earlier, it's all about specificity and persistence. I am someone that will follow up two, three times. In my follow-ups, I always say, like, how can you provide something constructive so it's not just like, hey, just following up here, let me know what you think, X, like, nothing. Like, I like to say, like, hey, wanted to follow up on the below. Like, here are a few availabilities we have in studio happy to either have this person record virtually and we can send them a microphone or if they want to come in the studio, I can send them a car. I like to continue to let that person know that I'm going to make it as easy as possible for this person to come and share their time with us. So those are two things that I think have been really helpful for me in those pitches is like make it as specific and dedicated as possible. Find those common denominators. Let that person know that you're curious about them. What is it about their story that you want to tap and make that case be heard? We'll be right back after a quick break. Calling all my ladies who absolutely hate wearing a bra. My hand is very, very raised right now. Is there anything worse than thinking to yourself, is my bra strap showing? Is my cup peeking out? Or even I wish I could wear that lower back piece, but my bra strap is showing. It's frankly time for a solution. So meet Frankly. Frankly is here to make braless an option for everyone. Frankly supports women of all shapes and sizes with stylish, sustainable solutions, sans the bra, so all cups can feel confident, supported, and uplifted. 
you still get everything you want and need from a bra, but without the limitations. Designed with larger cup sizes in mind, every Frankly style is centered around adaptable support structures, constructed through innovative sewing techniques and high-quality fabrics. From tops to dresses and really cute bodysuits, everything fits to lightly and naturally lift, secure, and shape your breasts, and even provides nipple coverage. Their clothes allow both larger-chested and smaller-chested women to go braless, offering options to cover cup sizes A to G. Head to franklyapparel.com and use code FRIEND at checkout for $20 off your first purchase. That's F-R-A-N-K-L-Y apparel, A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com and use code FRIEND at checkout for $20 off your purchase. With the holidays in full swing, I want to make sure that everybody listening right now has everything they need to keep their mental health in check. I know there's more family time, work gets really nuts, and then it gets really quiet. And for me, that's when I feel like I need more support than ever, which is why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a digital platform that assesses your needs and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. What I love most about it, it's incredibly convenient. You can connect in a safe and private online environment in just under 48 hours from right now. BetterHelp is so committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change your counselor at any time if you need. It's also great because you can send a message to your counselor at any time. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. I really love BetterHelp because it doesn't feel like a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Now, I want you guys to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com friend. You'll be joining over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health too. Again, that's betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P.com slash friend. Now let's get back to the show. Next question. Hi, Liv. How are you? What is your best piece of advice for someone that wants to start a podcast? And what is your best advice for someone that already has a podcast, but wants to improve it and make it grow and be more successful? Thank you so much in advance for your answer. Have an amazing day. You guys are very kind with these responses. I love it. Oh, goodness. Starting a podcast. I mean, here's the bottom line. I think we're in a time right now where we feel like we have excess of everything. And something that I have to constantly train myself out of is that in thinking that there is excess of so much, it diminishes my belief that I can succeed. So, you know, we go out, we can go on Instagram and see billions of accounts. Oh my God, how could I start a brand? How could I start, you know, building my Instagram following when there are so many other people out there? It's impossible. That mentality, I think for me at least, and for so many of you that are listening that might feel that same way, I really want to encourage all of us to diminish that a little bit more. I think we should feel the right and the power to like go after our dreams and the things we want to do and not be discouraged by how much is going on. And I think that that mentality is happening with the podcast world right now. Obviously hit a major boom in the past two years. And I think people are like, everyone has a podcast, blah, blah, blah. Like, are there enough ears literally to go around for all of the the millions of shows out there at this point? I'm a firm believer in yes. And I like to think that if you want to start a show and you feel like you have a story to tell, then absolutely do it. There are so many more resources to record your own show now than ever before. I remember when I was starting, I was still like going through a pamphlet, trying to figure out what the best way to record was on this big machine. 
now there are incredible platforms. I know Zencaster is one. I know Anchor on Spotify. Both of those make it really easy for you to record your own show and host for free on their account. I think that not every podcast has to be for a quote unquote business purpose. I think if you want to start a show, ask yourself what you're doing it for. First off, I love podcasts because I feel like it's this incredible like audible archive. And I know I've said this before on the show before. I I just I cannot wait to look back on these in a few years and be able to know exactly where my guests and I were on our journey. I think that's a really cool thing. It's not video, it's voices. It's like directly from the heart. And I think that there's so much to be, there's so much to learn from that. And I'm just really excited to be able to look back on it in a few years. But that's an incredible learning resource. And and in my mind, could even be like a new way of journaling. That's a valuable rationale for anyone to start a podcast alone. For me, I podcast because I love interviewing. It's it's what I love to do. I want to interview people and lift their stories up for literally my whole life. So to me, podcasting is both passion and purpose and business. But I think the point I'm trying to make is that it doesn't have to be that way for everyone. And I, I think if you want to start a podcast, you have to really stand firm in your understanding of why you're doing it. Are you doing it for yourself or you're doing it because of a career pursuit? I really feel like we're in this moment where like every idea that comes to mind or anything that we find we're good at needs to be commodified or needs to, you know, become our job. And I don't know. I just I feel like we can make room in our lives to have things that just purely bring us joy. So if you want to start a podcast, I am your number one cheerleader. And I just so encourage it because it's been such an incredible journey for me. So introspective. I've learned so much about myself. And despite the career pursuit, if it was just that, if I was just on this journey of learning more about myself through, you know, talking into a mic every day, that would be just enough for me. So that's what I have to say about starting a show. But when it comes to growth and improvement, if you're someone who has already started a show, I really think, and this is something that I'm practicing right now with Christiana, shout out our producer, Christiana. But I think it's, it is so important to not get stuck in these like mundane tasks of keeping something up. And I know we were talking about this earlier with, you know, how do you know when you're ready to move on to a new job? This like stagnation, this routine, this like mundane kind of everyday activity, I think can really distract you from setting big goals. So for me, what I try to do, and by the way, guys, this can apply to any job we often forget to take those, you know, moments to big picture what the next move is like. And so for me and Christiana, we're trying to do this maybe a few times a month. You can do it once a month, whatever works best for you. We take a few hours to talk about long-term goals, future episodes. What do we want to be pushing forward? And I've really enjoyed it. It's been super important for the growth of the show because you remember that you're still like on this large train and you can change the direction at any time. And you really have to have those moments where you think big picture. It can't just be episode, 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 episode. You have to say, okay, what's this big moment that we're going to push forward? Because those are the moments where you really, really, really grow. Okay, we're at our last question for the episode. This one is from Mare. And she says, how do you become confident in your first job after you graduate from uni? It feels quite intimidating being surrounded by experienced people who expect a lot from you. This is such a good question. 
it really is such a tough moment. I remember this time so well because I had graduated college and I was actually put into a similar situation where I was put into a work situation where I was tasked with a big job and was specifically brought in for my expertise at that time of being able to execute on that job. And I had to report to senior management that I honestly did not feel understood me or the vision I was trying to push forward. But sometimes I really felt that I was being questioned, despite if they agreed with me or not, because of the fact that I was way younger and I was just graduating school. And I actually feel like at times I wasn't really being heard just for the work. So I totally feel you on that. It's tough. And that's kind of a, a little thing about, you know, workplace mechanics that I think do, you know, come out sometimes and it's a shame. But I think that I made a few mistakes in handling that. Looking back, there were just so many things that I think I'd do differently to make me feel more confident there. Like, I wish that genuinely from the start, I wish I'd asked more questions. And I think that is the best advice that I can give you in this moment is like the more that you don't know, the more that insecurity is going to breed within you because you're trying to figure it out. You might be feeling like you're falling behind. And how do you know where you can truly make a difference if you aren't asking those questions? So really have a beginner's mindset when you're starting a new job. I think that that's something that I would have redone. You know, put put aside anything you might know or, you know, even any ego and just be super inquisitive and want to learn everything. Like you should go in there and ask every question about the daily process of what it takes to get the thing done that you need to get done. Or, you know, hey, what's the best way to approach bringing a new idea to the table and and who should I bring them to? I think all of those questions are super important. So you understand what the day-to-day process is there and feel more comfortable with who you're working with so that you're not stepping on any toes and that you can bring ideas to the table with confidence. The other side of that, I would say, is get to know your coworkers. I know that sounds really simple, but I think, again, we fall into the routine showing up to the office every day. But you know, ask them to grab lunch one day, grab a coffee, get to know them as people. Because at the end of the day, you're all there to do a job. In my opinion, relationships, you know, office relationships, whatever it is, all of that is learning about how your peers or your boss view the world. We did this amazing episode a few months ago. If you guys are users of the pattern, we had their founder of the app on the show. And she left us with that incredible tidbit that was, you know, life is about not seeing people's personalities and judging them for it, but understanding that that's their unique viewpoint on the world and how can we work around it so that we can communicate better. And that's something that I would say I wish that I did when I was first starting a new job. And I recommend that you do, especially post-university, you're new and you're just getting your toes wet in, in learning about that job and that workplace and the people that work there. And I think I would I would go head in, ask all the questions, get to know the people there, because the more you know, the less you feel uncomfortable. All right, guys, that's it. Tons of questions. I This was really fun and honestly, just I, selfishly so much fun for me too, because I feel like I'm reminding myself of so much incredible advice that we've heard on the show or you know, it's really nice to be introspective and remind myself of some of the the journeys that I've been on and be able to share them back with you guys. But if you want to submit questions for the next one, go to friendofafriend.us, 
tap phone a friend um, and you'll be able to submit your questions there. Of course, let me know if you want to remain anonymous or not. These were so much fun. I really appreciate everyone who sent in questions and I hope that you guys learned something new. If you have any follow-ups or you need to get in touch with me, you know where to find me. I'm on Instagram at Liv Perez with two V's slide in my DMs. I will always get back to you and let you know my thoughts or give you any advice that you guys need. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.